Welcome to Intervals Podcast. It's Thursday, January 29th, and I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, and I'm with Adam Meyer. Hello. Design director at Interval. And we've got a number of topics on the list today, so we're just going to dive right in. One thing I should note, uh, we have added a show page to our podcast entries. So uh, as we quote different things or refer to links or whatever we may do, we're going to add those to the uh, page where the where the podcast is, right? So you can go back and find out what the heck we're talking about, okay? So a uh, couple of things. One that's interesting is uh, we just sent out an e-newsletter, and it wa- one of the articles was talking about something we mentioned last week in our podcast about Darwinism. Uh, it was a blog article, blog post from a branding consultant uh, who was talking about the economy and what it might be doing to uh, different industries and businesses folding and evolution and all that good stuff. And we kind of pondered how that might impact hospitals. And so we had some nice uh, back and forth with an editor, a senior editor at U.S. News and World Report, Avery Kummerow, who I met uh, at a couple conferences ago, uh, poolside. We had a nice conversation while we were sipping our pina coladas. So he's got some, uh, some nice topics in there. But what I found interesting was, uh, you know, I was able to quote a number of things related to Minnesota. And it makes me wonder again whether we are in a unique healthcare bubble here uh, because we have things going on here that I don't think a lot of the places around the country have. So I'd love to throw that out as a topic. Are we unique in some way? We are given credit as being the birthplace of managed care. Uh, it's where uh, mini clinics started with Minute Clinic. Uh, we have Carol.com. We have Red Brick Health. We had consumer-driven health plans originated here with, uh, uh, what was the name of it? Definity Health, which was later sold to United Healthcare, which happens to be here. So we got all kinds of good things here. So are we unique? Or is that just provincial homerism? It's hard to say. When you're not, when you're not intimately a part of another community, it's hard to it's hard to say. I it's mean, hard to say. Every, everybody wants to think they're unique. You're not um, traveling the country every day to. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not that versed. I know that when I've gone out and I've I, I've spoken at conferences around the Midwest mainly, and I remember last year talking at a conference in Chicago and bringing up the idea of pricing in healthcare and how we were seeing almost an advertising war here in the Twin Cities between two big payers, two insurance companies, each of them promoting their own proprietary. Uh, hospital comparison website for pricing. And, you know, we have clients here in town that have had to deal with pricing inquiries from uh, clients or patients. The Star Tribune has had a long-running series on consumerism and healthcare, uh, talking about how people are shopping more, comparing prices, how some hospitals have dropped prices. And I brought all that up in the Chicago market and just got a bunch of blank stares. People uh, saying, well, we're not getting any of that here. Now, I don't know if that's you know unique to the rest of the country, but that's an example of where I wonder if, if, if it's different here. So we'll see what Avery comes back with because I gave some good examples of uh, some places where pricing is being affected here. But I don't know. So join that conversation. If, if you have any kind of uh, input on that, we welcome you to, to go to our website uh, and check out that blog page and jump in on the comment section. Okay, so what else can we talk about? Another thing we asked was uh, each year we do one or two in-depth papers on 
a hot topic in healthcare marketing or branding. So it might be a trend. Uh, it might be some of the things we're seeing successful hospitals do. Uh, and this time, we thought we would ask uh, our audience what they would like us to write about. So we posted that, and we'll throw out some of the topics here, and maybe that'll prompt some more uh, feedback. Uh, but one of them I wanted to start with was uh, what role can social media play in hospital marketing? And Adam, I know that's a passion of yours. Uh, you know, we're seeing more and more of that. Uh, but whether it's a mainstream tactic, I don't know. Are, are you seeing... Are you seeing this become as commonplace as direct mail or billboards? God forbid. Well, it's a natural evolution of communication. I, th- I mean, it, that's where it's where we're. If we're not there now, it's where we're heading. Um, sure. So, yeah, at, at some point, everyone really has to adapt and get on on board with that to, to some level. Um, you know, for every to say every hospital needs to have like a Facebook page right now might be going a little far. Um, but to see organizations like, um, you know, locally North Memorial just started a Twitter right. feed. Um, so it's great to see that kind of stuff happen. And I think we're going to see more and more of that. You know, even if it's, you know, things as simple as making your news available via RSS or whatever, you know, there's so many options to take things that you're already doing and feed them into social media that, um, to not do it is just, I don't know, you're slacking if you're not. You're slacking. Well, it, it kind of goes back to almost any kind of marketing strategy, right, or communications vehicle. It kind of comes down to the audience. And, you know, we've talked previously about the idea that Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital, and I think that would hold true with social media. If you expect to start a Twitter feed or open a Facebook page and have uh, people, you know, become your friends and, and sign up to listen uh, just the general public, I think you're, you're missing the boat. But for a way of connecting with specific audiences, whether it's the media, whether it's certain patient sets, whether it's physicians, referring physicians, uh, internal audiences, uh, there's tremendous value in, in some of those tools. It just depends what you're trying to accomplish, so like anything else. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to note was we started, or I started Twitter, when was that? A few months ago. And we have Twitter feeds now uh, through intervals, so you can kind of follow our line of thinking on a number of things. But I follow uh, a number of people. And what I find is uh, at what point where will things like Twitter stop focusing? At what point will the conversation on these social media networks stop focusing so much on social media? Right. right. So all, not all, I would say 70, 80% of the content that I'm getting through Twitter is about Twitter <laughs> or about social media. Right. Which, you know, is this just like a, it's a new thing, so that's the deal? Yeah, it's- yeah that, that, that would be my take on it. I mean, you don't, think, think of the telephone, really. When that came out and people were talking on it, probably uh, many of the conversations started out, isn't this <laughs> awesome that we can, that, that we're 10 miles apart, but we can talk on this, on this thing, this crazy thing called the telephone. Um, you know, I'm sure that's how it was because it's just radical new technique, something yes, different. For like that people... one conversation, but you didn't well, call for a while, like for, for a while. year and every conversation. I don't know. I, I bet for about, I bet for quite a while. You think it was like, wow, this is so cool. This is so handy. It's different. <laughs> it's not what we're used to. So I, it's still a lot of these social networking sites are in their infancy. I mean, even though a lot of them have come a long way from when they started, they're right. still, young and the concept is still in its infancy so and it'll that'll tone down that'll change i think 
Well, I think it will be a, a tipping point when you start seeing folks that aren't 100% focused on social media using social media. I mean, I think that's the trick. Right now you have primarily people that are comfortable with it or, or see it as the only or the best option. And so it's kind of this masturbatory conversation of everybody right, talking right. about it, and it, it hasn't expanded yet. So once you see that, can I say that in our podcast? I think so. Can you edit that later? We can beep it later if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think, will be a tipping point. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is that it, there's still this continuous, continual stream of, of new people coming into things like Twitter, Facebook, MySpace. Um, and to them, it is new. It is fresh. So for those of us who have been using it a little for a while now, it starts to it kind of starts to get annoying when right. everybody who's new keeps harping about how cool it is and how neat this is. And, and, you know, when I think back to, you know, when I first started using some of them, yeah, I felt that's how I felt. I didn't really get, you know, sing it from the rooftops like some, some of the people are who I've read from, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's young. It'll grow out of it, I think, eventually. And some things will die, and the ones that are useful and relevant will stick around. That's kind of the Facebook effect, right? Right. So right. people that, have, that are hip and have been on Facebook for a couple of years kind of roll their eyes at people like me that go on and all my friends <laughs> and are, you know, they're posting something every hour, and it's just the greatest thing since sliced bread. I wonder if, I wonder if I'll have any conversations on my Facebook page in a year. That would be interesting. There'll be some. I'm still trying to get friends who are on MySpace to switch over to Facebook. Is that just the so dying just abandoned now? That I don't even think I've been on my my MySpace page in a long time. For a long time, oh, kind it's, of just, dying, it's such it? a it's such a nightmare of a site. Cool tool. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was really, it was a, a a leader there for a while. Right. But I, don't know, I think it's it's getting surpassed. I mean, it's hard to say. Hard to say. Obviously, yeah. it's still huge. But nobody um, my age is on MySpace. Yeah, so that's Facebook's how I know that. Though. Well, it's just it's it's Facebook is from a design standpoint is so much cleaner, yeah. so much easier to use. That uh, that's probably why I lean toward it. That and it, that this just seems to be what people gravitate towards to toward now. Sure. So okay, so we were talking about what should we focus our next paper on. So one topic could be the role of social media in hospital marketing. Another one we threw out uh, was how do hospital marketers or health system marketers deal with the impact of consumer driven health and the dynamics and how that's changing the market. Uh, another one might be why hospitals and health systems should take strategic risks with their marketing. Uh, another one might be how do traditional providers like hospitals and health systems compete against niche providers. So that might be a minute clinic, that might be a, uh, a smaller practice, something like that. And then another one, uh, which maybe we can close with this, is uh, should hospital advertising be banned? Or outlawed, and we were talking about this last week a little bit. To me, it's a little bit su- surprising. Not that I necessarily agree that it should be outlawed, outlawed or banned, but in all the conversation at a national level about reform of healthcare, uh, we've got Obama in office, and everybody's talking about how do we fix this because we the care mm-hmm. isn't as good as it should be, and we pay way more for it than we should. I haven't seen or heard anything yet about well, let's start by you know, cutting that expense, who needs to have that expense. Uh, let's not get into the pros and cons of it here, but uh, I'm a little surprised that we haven't heard anything like that. You must be too. <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless. I'm You're so speechless. <laughs> well, th- that would be fun to explore and, and kind of talk about, well, uh, to, to, from my perspective, is as much about how effective is it anyway. Right. But it's still an, a, a market-driven uh, 
industry. These hospitals and health systems have to compete to have patients to thrive. So as long as they do and as long as that's the system, I think you need to have advertising. But right, right. And as you see more and more of the entrants who are coming in on that you know, Target clinic level or Walgreens clinic level, there's that you know, unless healthcare healthcare is reformed and those go away because it's all social or whatever happens um there's definitely a can always be a place for advertising for, right. for those guys even if it's even if something went away for the big guy for the hospitals and the health systems right um yeah i mean there's always going to be some sort of market for it yep you're right it's just such an easy target. Right. You know, it just it, it surprises me in that some politician hasn't latched onto that and said, well, you know, clearly the, the expense of healthcare marketing or advertising for that matter is a drop in the bucket. I bet if you have, I'm sure some have. If we dug into it, I bet we could dig up some politicians who have it. None have been the, high the, the, yeah, none yeah. of them, none have been the squeaky wheel. Well, they've been the high. Breeze. Perhaps they've been high, <laughs> high enough level. Right, right. Yeah. I mean they haven't been able to make a big enough stink or get the right. get anyone well. Well, our governor, side. right, a couple of years ago, came out with a suggestion to ban pharmaceutical advertising uh, in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was more less about the cost, I think, than uh, the kind of the dynamic that was causing with hospitals and physicians and uh, pushing people to seek pharmaceutical solutions that maybe weren't appropriate. So right. uh, maybe that's a little different. But we haven't heard from. And now he's a Republican, which is interesting. I guess you would assume that it would be more of a liberal. Well, I don't know. I guess who knows how to define those. We should just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't think we want to go down there. Probably not. We can say certain bad words in this, but I don't think we want to get into politics or no. we'll, we'll really get the letters coming in. It's a bad word. It is of politics itself right there. by itself. Okay, cool. Well, we invite you to join our conversation again on our website, uh, on our blog, or follow us on Twitter. Uh, and down the road, we're going to have this podcast be available through iTunes, and uh, we'll also be inviting people in to our conversation. So uh, we're getting our feet wet right now, but once we get a little more comfortable, that will be the next step. So thanks for listening, and this is Chris Bevelo, Adam Meyer, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.